The whistle blew for eleven o'clock. Throats parched, grim, sun-crazed blacks cutting stone on the white burning hillside dropped with a clang the hot, dust-powdered drills and flew up over the rugged edges of the horizon to descent into a dry, waterless gut. Hunger. Pricks had stomachs inured to brackish coffee and cassava pone, pressed on folk, joyful as rabbits in a grassy ravine, wrenching themselves free of the lure of the white earth. Helter-skelter, dark, brilliant black faces of West Indian peasants moved along, in pain, the stiff tails of blue denim coats, the hobble of chigger-cracked heels, the rhythm of a stride, dissipating into the sun-stuffed void the radiant forces of the incline. The broad road, a boon to constables moping through the dusk or on hot, bright mornings plowing up the thick, adhesive marl on some seasonal chore, was distinguished by a black, animate dot upon it. It was Coggins' rum. On the way down he had stopped for a tot, Zigaboo word for tin cup, of water by the rock engine. The driver, a buckrajani, English white, sat on the waste box scooping with a fork handle the meat out of a young water coconut. An old straw hat, black and its rim saggy by virtue of the moisture of sweating sun fingers, served as a calabash for a ball of cuckoo, cornmeal, okras, and butter stewed, roundly poised in its crown. By the buckra's side, a black girl stood, her lips pursed in an indifferent frown, paralyzed in the intense heat. Passing by them, Coggins's bare feet kicked up a cloud of the white marl dust, and the girl shouted, Mr. Rum, you go and play the guitar tonight, no? Visions of Coggins, the sky of vivid crimson or blackly star-gemmed, on the stone step picking the guitar, picking it with all his hand. Promptly, Coggins answered, Come down and dance the fango for Coggins' ram, and he are play for you. Bayesian gal don't wash our skin till the rain come down. Grumblings, pitch black to the washed-out buckra, she was more than a bringer of victuals. The buckra's girl, it wasn't sepia, Georgia, but a backwoods village in Barbados. Didn't you bring me no molasses to pour in the rainwater? The buckra asked, and the girl, sucking in her mouth, brought an ungovernable eye back to him. Upon which Coggin, swallowing a hint, kept on his journey, noonday pilgrimage, through the hot, creeping marl. Scorching, yet Coggins gaily sang, Oh, you come with your kicks, with your kicks and your drinks, every collection boy of a death, and we go to war. We shall carry the name Bijan Boys forever. It are funny, mused Coggins, clearing his throat. Massa Brafit and that Chigafoot girl. He stopped and picked up a fern and pressed the back of it to his shiny ebon cheek. It left a white, ferny imprint. Grown up, according to the ethics of the gap, Coggins was yet to it a queer sataman, given to the picking of a guitar and to cogitations on the step after dark, indulging in an avowed juvenility. Drunk with the fury of the sun, 
Coggins carelessly swinging along cast an eye behind him. More of the boys from the quarry, overalled, shoeless, caps whose peaks wiggled on red, sun-red eyes. The eyes of the black, sunburnt folk. He always cast an eye behind him before he turned off the broad road into the gap. Flaring up in the sun were the bright new shingles on the Dutch-style cottage of some Antigua folk. Away in a clump of hibiscus was a mansion, a color of bilgy water, owned by two English dowager maidens. In the gap, rock stones shot up, obstacles for donkey carts to wrestle over at dusk. Rainworms and flies gathered in muddy water platoons beside them. You damn vagabond, you!